This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Rachel Rose is a local artist who's been tattooing since she was 15 years old. And a few years ago, she opened Sacred Rose Tattoo Sanctuary as a place where everyone could feel welcome. They're located at 2562 Washington Boulevard. start tattooing so I started tattooing back in 2015 um, I started when I was 15 years old in a professional studio really yep and so I've been doing that for about a little over eight years now and so how did that go did you know somebody yeah kind of uh, my mentor that I had at the time he tattooed a lot of my parents friends mm. And I saw their tattoos and I was like, I want that person to teach me. So I reached out to him and it worked out. Huh. So did you draw stuff before that? Yeah, I was an artist my entire life. I would draw ever since I was a little kid. Mm. And so do you think like you, did you have an art style by the time you were 15? Yeah, I really liked portraits and animals and I was pretty versatile on what I liked to do. Mm. But I noticed those were what I mainly would draw and paint. Can you think of what it was that stood out about your mentor's work that, you know, made you want to learn from them? Yeah, I really loved his black and gray realism, and I love realism myself, so that's what drew me into him. Okay. Realism and tattoos, is that like a specialty? Yep, yep. I really like surrealism, portraits, and wow. a lot of people like to come to me for my color, because I do a lot of color. And so how long did you work for that studio? About six years. And is that, like, do you know if that's common? Like, do people generally start a studio? Are there other, like, how do people get started tattooing? Are there there's, other ways? There's a lot of ways that people will start tattooing. An apprenticeship is usually the best way to go because they can help you skip the trial and the errors and make sure you're doing everything right, critique you. Hmm. Um, there are a lot of self-taught artists and stuff like that, but apprenticeship's the safest way. Huh. And so is it a lot like, um, like, I don't know, my wife's a hairstylist. Do you have to do like so many hours of apprenticing before you can get a license or something? Um, there's not set hours on what you have to complete. Um, but that's usually up to the mentor to kind of decide when they feel like you're ready. But it's good to do like a certain amount of tattoos and various styles to understand what you're doing. Hmm. And so when you're doing that, when you're apprenticing, do you get to like do a lot of expressing yourself or are you just kind of, I don't know, going where you're told sort of thing? Um, as far as like how I do things, I like to make sure my artists are making custom designs and making sure that it's, it's unique and something they enjoy to do. But I like to have them do it a various amount of tattoos in each style just to make sure they have tried all the styles and make sure they are adequately trained in all the styles. Mm. And so when did you decide to leave that studio and do something else? About three years ago, I decided to open up my own shop and um, just expand from there. Huh. Were you also like learning the business end of it while you were, you know, in that apprenticeship? Um, not necessarily. I learned a lot of that stuff like on my own and I read a lot of books. Huh. Um, I think naturally, just working in another studio, you definitely learn things. Uh, but on how to run a, my, a shop, that's stuff I learned myself. Wow, you, you kind of just decided to dive in? Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> Were you nervous? 
I was very nervous. Um, it was, so I opened up my shop pretty much in the middle of COVID and everything. I didn't know if it was going to be a successful thing or not, but I just trusted myself in taking a risk and huh. it worked. That's cool. <laughs> was there something about that time that made you say that was the time to do it? Yeah, I was really ready to like grow and create an environment that was um, focused on being like inclusive to um, all types of people like LGBTQA plus and women and other minority groups. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like opening up my own shop is a way that I could do that and offer that for other people. Yeah. There's kind of a lot of tattoo shops around. And so I don't know, everyone kind of has a personality, I guess. Is that mm -hmm. right? And so where did you first open up at? So I was first on the corner of 35th and Washington. And oh. yeah, it was a smaller studio, just enough for me and a few others. Um, and then once I started, had a, had a full shop there and had more people expressing interest in working with me, I just decided to open up more downtown with more visibility and stuff. Hmm. Like what goes into designing and like expressing that personality? You know, how do you stand out as a, as a tattoo shop? We really focus on like creating an environment that would be very comfortable for the average person. Like say your mom or my mom or just the average person to walk into and f make sure they feel comfortable and invited. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we really focus on. And so everybody does, all the styles somebody can come in here for kind of any kind of style yeah we have an artist for every style there's some artists who have stronger points than other artists and we just make sure to refer them to the right person hmm. uh, so do you like are there tattoo artists who just have their like they want to do their designs and they don't really want a lot of input and then others that will really mold something to uh, what a customer wants. Yeah, there, there's a lot of artists like that where they'll only do like their type of designs. Uh -huh. And here at my shop, we all of our artists have designs that are made by themselves, but we also do custom stuff that's flexible for the client. And if it if it's something that's not their specific design, um, they'll still ma still make it custom and we'll just make sure that we refer it to the artist who can actually make sure to do the best job possible. Huh. Portraits seem like scary to me, like to, to <laughs> take, like you're talking about somebody brings you a picture and then you're going to draw that on their body. Like, yeah. With realism. Yup. That I love portraits. Um, but it definitely took me a lot of practice on how to make sure I knew how to do the lighting right or, um, Proportions. I had it took a long time for me to um, know how to get correct proportions. Yeah. Do you like sit and like s try to do that on paper? Like, or do you just practice that constantly? Mm -hmm. I've probably painted and drawn and sketched hundreds and hundreds of portraits. Mm. <laughs> and so, do you also make art? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. I do a lot of acrylic painting and watercolor, um, charcoal. I pretty much um, experiment with. All mediums, huh. but acrylic is definitely my favorite medium. Huh. Uh, are there a lot of tattoo artists that also create just, you know, on on paper art? Yeah, just like physical yeah, yeah art on paper. Um, yeah, yeah, most artists like to do that. Every artist here, they all are artists before they're tattoo artists, and I think that's the best way. It's best to have already have a passion in art. Mm. 
So what about like, I'm interested in the way that you're sort of, you have artists who create an image and then they draw it on somebody's body and that's like where it exists, you know? I don't know, is it weird to lose control of your art like that? As far as like having a client kind of tell me what they're wanting well, exactly? And I mean, even things like, I, I mean, yeah, that, but even like, um, I don't know, if you wanted to show that picture to somebody, you would need to get the person who owns the body their consent, right? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I see what you're saying. So a lot of, every client's so different. Like some clients know exactly what they want and how they want it. And what I like to do is take that idea and create my own twist to it. Mm. And that way it's still my art. And I can usually show them like um, a rough draft beforehand. That way they know exactly what they're getting into. Mm. And and then if there's any changes they'd like to make to it, um, that's something we can go over and change mm. before we tattoo them. That way feel, they feel 100% comfortable with what they're getting. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever like recreate a tattoo or have somebody say, you know, they don't want you to recreate a tattoo or get mad like they want to be the only one with it. Do you know what I mean? Is that that is there that kind of stuff? Um, I think I, I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I all my tattoos, I like to make sure they're custom to each client. So mm. like if someone were to bring in a tattoo that was already done, I would pretty much just tell them like we can't do that exact one, but we can create something that's along that same vein of style mm. and kind of gets that same look, but it's your very own. I see. And so how many artists do you have down here? Right now I have nine artists. Okay. And like, does a person come in and kind of shop their styles and like, like how does a person decide which artist they want to go to? So we have an Instagram, sacredrose.tattoosanctuary. And that shows all of our artists. So we can show people all their art and kind of see what they like the best. Or if they have a general idea of what they're wanting, we can kind of hear them out and show them the artwork of the artist that we think we best and make sure that the client also feels like they would be a good fit as well. Mm. That, uh, that reminds me, I saw, I think I saw you on Instagram say that you like specialize in blending styles. Yeah. And so, like, can you give me an example of that? Yeah, so an example, kind of like a surrealism where they have like a realistic portrait, but then have like a geometric background or mm. and it can be so many different styles. Like you can do dot work with like a full color bumblebee. I don't know, just the most random things that come to the top of my mind. Uh-huh. Um, right, but, okay. So maybe like a portrait with then some more surreal elements added to it, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's something you wouldn't, like it's realistic, but you wouldn't see it in real life necessarily. And I really like the the blending of styles just because like I love all the styles. I have a lot of fun with a lot of them. So it just makes it more interesting throughout the day when I can do a bunch of different things. Yeah. And so then you guys also do piercings here? Yeah, yeah, we do. So, like, I always thought of, of getting a piercing as at a studio as, like, a thing that you just do when you need, like, a, I don't know, an elaborate or a difficult piercing. But I guess I'm wrong about that. <laughs> like, um, can you kind of talk to me about what a person gets here that they don't get from somewhere like Claire's? Overall, I don't recommend getting pierced at Claire's or any kiosk 
or anything like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's just kind of dangerous just since it's a lot of blunt force trauma. They all do ears. Outside of that, you could get here, like here, a nose or lip, eyebrow, bridge. There, there's so many different kinds of piercings. Uh-huh. Um, but definitely don't go to ki- a kiosk to get any of those. <laughs> I didn't know that it's just like some, like it's not sharp. Yeah, just with the earring. Then I came to a studio and saw it, and it was like, you know, no pain, anything, because it's, it's like yeah. a whole different process. Because mm-hmm, like at a, at a tattoo studio or a piercing studio, um, any reputable piercer would use a hollow needle, which that more creates a hole instead of forces a hole into your skin. So it causes less scarring, less pain, and just safer all around. Right, right. It's like tapered instead of like a hole puncher kind of deal. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And do, like, I have one family member who they get pierced and it's just there forever. But then I have another one who, if if, if they have an earring out for a day, then the hole closes up. Is that just, that just varies by person to person? Yep, that varies person to person. And um, each piercing as well is more prone to that than other piercings. Mm. <laughs> My sister wanted me to ask that she has <laughs> her nose pierced and her dog likes to lick her face and is she gonna get infected (laughs) you know if it's a fresh piercing probably yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. and what about like um i told my daughter i was coming here and she was like ask her when i can get the top of my ear pierced and ask her when i can get my nose pierced like do you ever do that kind of stuff for kids is that really up to the parents are there like recommendations around that you know what i mean um yeah so as far as like age it's definitely like if they're underage, definitely up to the parent. As far as what I think is right in that sense, obviously I think the kid really needs to want that and have thought about it for a while. Depending, like outside of lobes and stuff, I always think it's better to wait until they're like 13 or older or like a little bit after they've kind of hit their growth spurts and stuff because mm. if they're growing excessively that piercing can migrate oh so like areas with more cartilage and stuff they might heal differently or last longer that kind of stuff um i guess it's like any piercing in general could could migrate um huh. and that's kind of why we don't like to pierce anyone under that age like we will like case by case uh-huh. um but definitely definitely no babies or anything like that <laughs> so migrate means it might like kind of move up my ear as i grow yeah like as like your ears grow or nose or any part that can shift where the the piercing hole is huh that's interesting i was curious if like like how often do people want ogden centric tattoos do you get a lot of that yeah, I have a few people who want, like, Ogden tattoos. Uh-huh. Um, like, we'll do a lot of bumblebees, or we'll do even uh-huh. the Ogden sign. I don't know if you know the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a pretty popular one. Huh. Do you think that we have any, like, commonalities in our tattoos? Do we have, like, a, a tattoo style at all around here? I, it's, I don't know if we have, like, a, a particular style, but I do know that there's like a lot of artists who will do a lot of that surrealism or portraits but that also might be because i find it inspiring and i so i look for it a lot more Uh um man ogden has a lot of really cool artists and a lot of different styles and i 
I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I'm curious about deciding to move down here. I can see like I would imagine it's a lot more expensive than being up where you were, but then also like the foot traffic and just kind of the atmosphere, like what went into that decision to come down here? Um, I really love Ogden, and so I also want to be in the heart of Ogden, and I'm very involved in a lot of Ogden events, so I want to be more part of that, and with having more space in a downtown area, it is also helpful for growing artists to Mm. have that foot traffic. Right, you guys are kind of where all the art growth is happening. Mm -hmm. That's nice. What is your relationship with the other studios? Are you guys pretty collaborative or competitive? What's that like? Yeah, I mean, I I'm friends with a lot of the shops. I mean, I haven't haven't talked to all the shops, but any chance I get to collaborate with another shop or um, get to know them, I definitely take that opportunity because I find inspiration in all the shops nearby, even if I haven't met them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right. Do you get to be part of kind of that networking of downtown business owners, that kind of... Yeah, I um, even if they're not tattoo shop owners, I like to talk to all of the business owners down here. And yeah. again, haven't talked to all of them, but every chance I get, I like to talk to them, see if there's ways I can help them or... Um, well, yeah, it seems like they've tried to build a network of support down here that yeah. kind of makes all you guys, I don't know. It seems like all the business owners and tattoo shop owners down here are very supportive of each other. And I really appreciate that about this area, how we can all kind of get together and talk. Yeah. I just realized it's Art Stroll. Do you guys get to do Art Stroll? Yep. We're part of the Art Stroll. We're a permanent Art Stroll stop. So that's awesome. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is this some of your art up here? Yeah, this is some of my stuff. Um, I got some digital paintings behind me. Um. That's got to be a whole other skill set to learn, doing digital art, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a different skill set, but I think with being a tattoo artist and naturally having to create designs like on my iPad, you kind of naturally learn that skill through doing that. Oh, you're doing a lot of tattoo design on your iPad too? Mm-hmm, yep. Just because it makes it easier to share and stuff? Yeah, that and, and be able to show the client kind of what they're getting and turn it into a stencil. So, yeah, definitely a learning curve from, like, painting or anything like that. So you'll design something on an iPad and then make it into a stencil that helps you draw it on the skin? Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Was there a learning curve to drawing on skin? Like, I imagine that feels nothing like drawing on paper. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Like, when I remember when I first started, when I did my first tattoo... I was a really good artist on paper, and then I did my first tattoo, and it wasn't bad but for a first tattoo, but I was also just like, whoa, I'm like relearning drawing. <laughs> like outside of a person getting a new tattoo or a new piercing, do people come in here for other things? Like, I don't know, maintenance? As far as like touch-ups? I guess so, yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes like people will have like a tattoo that they got forever ago that they regret, or... Um, just wasn't high quality and they want it to be fixed up or covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll help people fix a tattoo that needs fixing. <laughs> hmm. Do you ever have people give tattoos as gifts? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and we also sell gift cards too. So a lot of times people come in and get gift cards and give mm-hmm. that to their friends or they'll bring, um, like a family member 
someone with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you sell your art online? I sell prints, yeah. um, and sometimes I'll sell original paintings, but I'll usually have that posted here at the shop or posted on my Instagram as well. Okay. So, like, you don't have a separate one for your art that you sell? No. Okay. It's all just Rachel Rose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we will. We do like to sell local artists, like f- just from the Ogden area. We like to sell their art, and um, we always have local art in our lobby for people to buy. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. I do think I hit it all. Yay. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming down here and chatting with me. You know, I was thinking this is probably a good spot for like a sponsor thing. I don't want a sponsor. I don't want to do an ad. I want my sponsorship to be like, uh, I don't know, city council meetings. Go.